Hey, what up? It is me, Donnie C. And haha, surprise. <laughs> Long time no here. And I bet you didn't expect to hear me here, right? Right. But anyway, I have taken over for the one and only Mr. James Lamb Ken on his own platform, Conversations with Me. It's my show now, right? Right? Excuse me, sir, right? Mm, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> First of all, sir, you sound a little disgruntled, okay? Let's clear this up. Let's clean this up a little bit. Let's back it up. Woo, woo, woo. Back it up. It is me, Donnie C, here with my special guest on his platform, Mr. James Lamb Ken. How is. you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome, as always. What you expect? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> how you doing, James? I'm actually doing pretty good. Had a good day. How about you? Always lovely. Um, do you want to kind of explain to people like what's going on? I mean, for your listeners' purpose sake. Okay, so I wanted to I wanted to do an interview for myself. But of course, I can't ask myself the questions and answer because that would make me crazy. So I had to get somebody that I've worked with before on numerous occasions. And I know that's a good question. So I decided to reach out to you and you accept it. And I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Of course. You know, I do what I do. Um, <laughs> but so let's get into it, okay. Mr. James and Kim, because the people want to know. Well, actually, let me do a few icebreakers first. All right. Go ahead. So, real quick, James, <clears throat> can are you gonna be real and honest? Yes. Are you gonna be all the way open and honest? Yes. I don't need any like you know alternative news. I don't need no Donald Trump faking and shaking. I need you to be <laughs> straightforward, <laughs> legit, and honest. Okay. All right. I'm. Even though Donald Trump, my guy, I'm, I'm not going to channel his energy for this one. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Right there, right there. Okay, he might be out here. He well, you know what? And I'm glad you said that. So let's, 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 let's get into that real quick. Why do you think that um, it would appear that Donald Trump seems, despite everything that he has going on with him and what he's been accused of, his history, all that kind of stuff, it seems that he resonates with black men, especially um, more so than black women. Why do you think that is? Um, I, you know, maybe because he's like he's brutally honest. Um, he don't pull no punches. He seems to be like you know, like not your typical politician. He got some dirt on him. So I think that I don't know if that's just black men. I just think that could just be men in general. So um I'm I, I was joking in the beginning. I'm not a fan of his. I just don't I don't really care about him either way. So I just need to get that clear for people really think I'm out here wearing MAGA hats and stuff. But I don't he dislike be, he be him. Wearing red, y'all. I done seen it. <laughs> Go ahead. <I'm> <laughs> Look, all you see me with is a red hoodie. You never see me with no bag of hat. I I'm sorry. This, I, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, but 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 seriously, like um, <laughs> I I will say I don't dislike him as much as other people dislike him. And I was actually, I wasn't even. I was actually kind of glad when he won because it made black people realize that. This country got a lot of work to do. And if you remember when he did take office, it was a lot of black people starting to take serious looks at society, how things are ran, and they were starting to do more business. They were starting to do more investing. So he kind of did us a favor by making us be more ambitious. So I do appreciate that part about him getting elected. <clears throat> okay, I'm a um I'm just leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I already see we're gonna have a lot of agree and disagree on the show. Okay, but it's, yeah, you know, because it's, it's your it's your show, not mine. Um, however, going back to like I said, icebreakers, Mr. James. Um, since this is an interview about you, what 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 is something that you 
feel like people would not guess about you that would probably be surprising. Um, I don't want to say guess, but just people just kind of maybe in looking at you and interacting with you or listening to your podcast, like they will be shocked to know this about you. I think, I think, I think, well, listen, I'm glad you said listen to my podcast because I don't think people realize the sense of humor that I have, like <laughs> the jokester that I like to be. So like, I'm actually a, a big jokester. I love to uh, have fun, tell jokes, crack jokes, talk shit about people. People talk shit about me, all of that. So I think that would surprise people just because of the way my podcast comes kind of my podcast seems serious in nature which it it is because it's about my guests so it is a little more serious because i want to make sure i'm giving them the respect that they deserve but when i'm not recording i'm sending jokes and laughing at stupid jokes and just scrolling the social media for a laugh like most people too so so james would you say you think you're funny no i know i'm funny <laughs> hilarious what are you talking about <laughs> ask around <laughs> oh <God>. so James <laughs> do, you, do you think you find in the present company who you is that what you're asking about funnier than you who else is your present company sir well I'm, I'm sorry so you, we, might be, you might be out about huh okay we're doing this we're doing this um via zoom but there is no one around me, so it would be easier for me to be the funniest person in my presence because there's literally nobody around me. But if I was in a crowded room, I probably still would be the funniest person. So, yeah. Okay. Um, that was a sneeze, not a call. But but real though, um, so make me laugh. Uh, what, what, I look like a circus monkey to you? <laughs> <laughs> There's not jokes on demand. I'm not a comedian. Come on, man. Like, I have to, that has, I'm a situational funny guy. Like, not just, oh, you think you funny? Make me laugh. Come on, man. Like, you just reduced me to a circus animal. That wasn't cool. I mean, or maybe I just gave you credit for being a comedian as you said you were, but you know, hey. Jokes no, 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 no. You're right. Funny, funny. No, funny. I never, I never said I was a, I never said I was a comedian. I said I have a great sense of humor. There's a big difference. Ooh, semantics. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love man, knows wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know other kind of play, James? <laughs> <I'm pretty clever. laughs> I could be a pretty clever guy. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> okay. Um. I did want to ask you though. Uh. Look, I hope they know enough about you. Come move on. <laughs> I did want to ask you though. I had noticed recently that you have removed yourself from one of my posts, and I thought that to be kind of peculiar as to why you would do something way back, reach way back in the past to remove yourself. But I, I wanted to ask you. Um. On air, why did you do that? So I'm actually doing a cleanup on my page. Like I had, I had um, fifteen hundred posts on my page. So I'm actually getting ready. I'm actually doing a revamp of my podcast, my page, and everything. So I had to remove some things. I had to remove basically everything. So it wasn't just you. Like, is there some posts of mine that are gone? Like, if you looked at my, excuse me, if you look at my page, I'm down to, I think, 140 posts. Mm. So because I'm changing my podcast up totally, I decided to go ahead and delete pretty much everything. Like, there will be some posts that stay up there because they were um, really good posts. And that's not saying yours wasn't because it was a good post, too. It's just I'm moving my podcast in a totally different direction. So I decided to um, delete pretty much everything. And it took a long time to do it, too. <laughs> oh. Yeah. See, like I, I, I was thinking you were trying to distance yourself from the topic that was uh that was on that post. So that wasn't oh, the case. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, because, I mean, listen, whether I delete that post or not, that that's out there you know what i'm saying it's, it, that's never going anywhere so 
It wasn't that. So it's not as you said I thought it was. Sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want to touch on what that topic was for a little bit? Um, if I if I if I recall, I'm I'm pretty sure it was talking about marriage, right? Yeah. Well, I guess you could say that. Yes. I yes. think I said something about single people having it tough, right? You well, okay. Hold on, because I think I posted you twice. I'm not. I'm not sure which one that was. Um. I know I posted you once in that in that show. So I'm sorry, y'all. Backstory real quick. So James did one one of my shows. Um, he was a guest I had on with a panel of married men, and he he had um some very um interesting statements to say at the time of that show. And like I said, I can't remember which one was deleted, but one of them he said, "Yes, you were like you single people." I don't know if you said you had a tough, but you were like, you know, y'all have to get it together. <laughs> y'all gotta work on y'all patience. Y'all gotta work on this. Y'all gotta whatever. All this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then on another one, you had said, and I, I'm saying both, because I can't remember which one you actually deleted, um, or the one I'm talking about right now. But then on the other one, you had said, um, <laughs> you have ironically had made a reference about how if you hadn't gotten married young, you would have never got married. Like, or you, or you wouldn't get married in this day, you know, whatever. So, ah, okay. okay. Um, interesting. And that's, yeah, that's, and that's what I was saying. So, um, since you say you're gonna keep it real today, and sure. we're gonna be open and honest, um, how do you feel about either one of those statements now? At that, okay. So at that time, um, I said now. I said now. No, well, I mean, I gotta, I gotta oh, okay, cut go it up. I'm sorry. So. At that time, when I said that, I didn't see myself going through a divorce. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, life happened and now I'm divorced. I could definitely see myself getting married again now. Um, at that time, I, you know, I wasn't, um, I, I just didn't think about me marrying another woman. But now that I'm, you know, that I'm single again and I'm, you know, dating and going out or whatever, like, yeah, I could see myself getting married again because uh, single life is it's so what you thought, huh? <laughs> not, well, it, it, no, is it, it, I really didn't think about it because I was married, but it's not it's not really um it's not to me. This is my personal experience. It's not really easy or hard. It's just what it is. It's it's really what you make it. So. It's cool, but I don't. But I don't necessarily know if I want to stay single the rest of my life because one, I'm so used to sharing my life with somebody. I don't know if I could just spend the rest of my life not sharing it with somebody. And number two, for the type of person I am, I I I enjoy having a woman to love. So, um, I would I don't want to be in a situation where it's just like a girlfriend and we live together and all that stuff. Like if we, if we're that serious and we're sharing our lives together, then we would have to be married. So that's why I could see myself getting married, you know, again. And if I was a bad man, I would bet on me getting married again. I I don't foresee myself staying single the rest of my life, but I mean, who knows? So I guess it's fair to say hindsight is 2020 because um, I know you, I, I don't probably recall that interview, but like I said, again, your statement was it wasn't because you couldn't imagine being single. Your statement was you felt like because of who you were, you would be better off single and therefore yes. and therefore wouldn't have if, if you didn't get married young, you wouldn't get married in this day and age. Yes. And and you know what I didn't have at that time when I said that? a whole year plus of being by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, so. So, that's not to say hindsight can be 2020 sometimes, you know? Well, Look, life, one thing I've learned about life is it will make us eat our words. Um, that's, you know, I, I live by that statement, never say never, even though I, I know, I, and, I, and I say about this, I always say I would never stay in an adulterous relationship that's but i have reasons very logistical reasons for that um but outside of that yeah i I get the whole you know 
why people say never say never or just be mindful of what you say because again life comes at you and you be you be surprised at what you have to backtrack on real quick because eh, you know what <laughs> especially yeah, when can't. you're not in it yeah. <laughs> yeah it can't suit life came to me super fast like i think i said that like in a year later i was in that position so that was quick yeah yeah not I only yeah probably not even a year later because I know we recorded I I I know I um I posted it in February because it's probably a Valentine's Day episode but I remember we recorded it like in October either in October or beginning of November oh yeah Something yeah like, yeah yeah because y'all were uh, like what <laughs> yeah 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 so it wasn't even so so you talking about maybe like five or six months after I made that statement I was going through a separation so yeah kind of crazy. Um, well, with that being said, what is a, what is a, what is a lesson you feel like you have learned, um, from both going through the separation and being separated, um, that, you know, for sure you're going to apply in future relationships. Quality time. Um. I know for a fact that I need to do better with uh, giving a woman my time, and not just not just being present because you can be in a um, you could be in a woman's presence, but you know, like share space with her, but not be present. Like you could be watching TV or in your phone or just not paying attention. So this time apart taught me, you know, the next the next uh, time I'm with a woman, seriously, like I'll be more present. And make sure I give her my quality time, um, not get not get complacent. Although that's hard, I'll admit. Right. But, Ooh, well, yeah, being, getting complacent is hard. It's hard not to because you get because because what what breeds um, complacency is being comfortable, and that just comes with being with somebody for a long time. You you just get comfortable. So what you get comfortable it makes it hard to not get complacent. So you really have to, um, you really have to put in your mind that you're not going to get complacent. What'd you say? I was just, I was just, that's it. I don't, I, I, I don't know if that has to go hand in hand. Well, okay. So. Because I want you, like you said, you, you should get comfortable with somebody I don't know. I don't feel like comfortability has to go with complacency. Like to me, complacency uh, almost is synonymous with settling if, in a way. Um, I, yeah, I just I wouldn't put that with being comfortable. I want to be comfortable around you. Like that's that's the goal. Okay, but, well, make sure we clear. I didn't say I don't want to be comfortable. I no, no, it. I know you didn't say that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't want to put those. I, I mean, again, maybe it's me personally. I wouldn't want to put those th that those two words together as if they go hand in hand because I just don't see why that should be the case. Because again, I want to get comfortable with, with you. I feel like, of course, you should get comfortable with the person you would. But what is it? I don't see why that what that has to do with being complacent though. Okay, so you let's say you get when you so when the when the relationship is new, right? Mm -hmm. You're going out, you're spending time with each other, you're dating, you're making calls, you're making texts. Hey, I was just thinking about you. Well, yeah. Okay, so you get comfortable, and you can get comfortable in the fact that you have that woman or you have that man, and you stop doing the things you're doing. So that but, makes you complacent. So that's, but that's what I said. But that's the thing. Okay. Why, why, again, I'm like, why does getting comfortable means, well, now I have to settle. I don't like, that's why I said to me, complacency, how you're putting it is settling in some kind of way. Like, okay, now that I got you, I ain't got to do anything else. Oh, I don't got to keep trying. Like, I got, and I guess that's the thing. Like, I don't see why me being comfortable, comfortable with you means I don't have to keep trying to court you, date you, impress you, love you, finesse you, make you smile. Like, I don't see why, why I, I traded that off just because I got comfortable. I want to, to me, if I got, if I'm comfortable, I want to do that more because 
because of the fact that I like your your company, because of the fact that I'm comfortable with you. I want to do these things more to make sure I stay with you and you stay with me. I want you to stay comfortable. So how can I, I don't know. That's why I said like the mindset, I don't, I don't want to put complacency with comfortability. Like, no, I feel like, yes, you be comfortable, but why does that mean you stop doing the things that put a smile on someone's face? And I, and I'm saying that because even for your listeners, anybody else, I'm like, get people. I feel like as people, we need to have that mindset that, oh, being comfortable means I stop. I stop whatever effort because, and I told you, you know, we've had conversations where I'm like, you know what? I realized, hey, because I used to have this kind of my own transparency moment, even though I'm sorry, John, it was about you. No, you good, <laughs> but real, real quick, my own transparency moment was me, you know, used, I used to feel like I don't want to talk to anybody every day. I, I did a show about it and everything. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk. Like that kind of used to give me anxiety. The thought that I would have to talk to somebody every day, you know, because I was married and because I don't, I just have never had that desire, period. And then I got with somebody and I was talking with them. And every day I looked forward to doing just that. The fear that I used to have, because I was like, I don't see how I'm going to have a life with anybody when I don't even like talking to anybody every day. Uh, what would that even possibly look like? And then I met somebody and that's all I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I couldn't imagine not talking. I couldn't imagine not telling about the, the, the little small, you know, idiotic things about my day or the major things about my day or the explosive things about my day or the happy. Like I just like that was my person to kick it with, laugh with, you know, share any kind of moment with, make, you know, every day. And the idea that, okay, well, once I got them or once we, you know, get settled and because we were already comfortable with each other. Like, but the idea that, okay, now that we're comfortable, I don't want to talk to you every day or I don't need to talk to you every day or I don't need to interact with you or I don't need to tell you what I'm doing or how. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, why does being comfortable means you stop doing the things that drew you or attracted you or that motivated you towards that person? Like, that's sweet. That's odd a little bit to me. And that's right. why I'm saying I don't like putting them together. Okay, let, let okay. Well, let me let me put it this way. Whether we want to use the term comfortable or settler, for me personally, what needs not that what needs not to happen in my life is I stop doing the things that I did to get the woman. Agreed. We can move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, but okay. So, with that being said, um, I'm trying to see. Let me see. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ask this first before I ask you the next question. I was thinking about. So, with that being said, who you are in this dating world now? Um, you you see it, you feel it, you get the vibes or whatever. How do you feel about these divisive topics that are running rampant? And I don't even know if it's, I, I want to say in, our, in the Black community, because, you know, I see it more so in the Black community. But at the same time, I also realize, well, you know, maybe it's because I am Black and I, <laughs> you know, for the most part, surround myself in Black groups and Black media and all that kind of stuff. It, it could very well be going on in other communities. But I'm not sure. I'm so I, You know, I'm not going to say it's just not. But yeah. it is very, very much so man against women um, topics going on. What What do you feel about that? I hate them. <laughs> I absolutely hate them. Like, um, because I'm a person who believes in Black love and Black family. So all these bullshit-ass topics just do is continue to divide us. We debate and shit that's totally unnecessary. It's not important. It's not relevant. And it's not bringing... So the, the problem with, with our community is we have too many people talking that's not qualified to talk. Or mm -hmm. their opinion is just so ridiculous that they should just keep it to themselves. Like, we don't... The people that that's qualified to talk either don't want to talk or we're not listening to them anyway. So mm -hmm. all we get in is people who are upset bitter, frustrated with how their life is going, how their dating experience is going, 
and they're sharing that with the world. And then there's too many people that had the same experience that they're having. So it just becomes a divisive thing. Men don't men. We're not men and women are not talking to each other to learn from each other. We're just talking to each other to try to make our point. We it's not. There's no meaningful dialogue. It's always men doing this, women doing that. Why? You get one person who got a big, huge following. They'll say some dumb shit. And then enough people agree with it. And you spread it and you share it. And it's just all over the place. And people think because a lot of people sharing it, that is true. And it's not. A lot of that shit, most of that shit just be dumb and inaccurate. But because it's getting shared a lot, we have we consume it all day, every day. And it's ridiculous. So I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely would agree with you on that. Um yeah. A while a while ago, I know you you get on me about when I'm gonna bring my podcast back in. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Part of the reason why I stepped away and, and just haven't had that strong desire to come back was because, you know, like I've told you uh, before, I created my podcast platform to bridge the communication gap, to, you know, help heal and reconnect. And it just started becoming more and more evident that people just wanted to argue <laughs> and just wanted to debate and didn't want to um come to any kind of middle ground understanding or, or love like it's like people just want to say stuff to go viral and and continue to be angry and bitter and and it was just so weird to me i like what i don't want to be in this space like this is too negative for me if y'all <laughs> i just started you know succumbing to the idea that hey you know what if you want to believe it and live in that and you feel like it serves you go for it i don't know if, if y'all are all out here painting this image that all men are horrible ladies and trifling or trash or whatever and then who's left for you i don't know men if you're out here painting this image that all women are horrible and just out to be gold diggers for money that a, a lot of times y'all be working y'all ain't it i'm sorry but anyway it's just you know <laughs> out to get whatever whatever come up they can offer you um then and they not fit to play you then again i get i guess stay in your single singleness and 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 enjoy life that way. Like I, if it makes, if that makes you happy, be happy that I just, I just don't want any parts of it. Cause I don't see the point of it. Especially when I feel like a lot of it's clickbait, like, the, like what's going on right now. Um, the cheesecake factory lady, did you, you know what I'm talking about? Unfortunately. <laughs> what did you know that she apparently, and I, I, Anyway, so apparently she is um, a therapist who also happens to have a podcast. Surprise, surprise. Um, that was supposedly just doing something to prove a point. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she did that kind of skit, whatever, to prove a point about the conversation or what's going on or whatever. And I'm like, but was it worth it? I mean, yeah. you probably got material for your show. I, you know, sure. And you got a lot of, you went viral, definitely. Um, whether it was positive or negative, you know, attention. You got, you definitely got it. But as far as the what it did with the community, was it worth it? I don't know. To her it was. But let me say this. Anybody who's talking to me, I kept saying over and over that it's fake. Like, uh, like almost everything that we see on the internet is fake. Yes, yes. Why? Why do you just so happen to conveniently have a phone in your recorder? I don't. I. I can't. I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. I've been in some very tense moments with, with either my wife at the time, or a friend, or family member. I didn't pull out a phone. They didn't pull out a phone. We we <laughs> we had a disagreement. Maybe we settled it. Maybe we didn't. But there was no recording because you don't want to record that more. And this is if you're genuinely upset, if you're genuinely mad, you're not pulling out no phone. You just want to get your point across. And you taking that two seconds to pull out your phone is taking away time for you to get your point across. So all of this stuff is fake. It's all not real. And now, and now because of that, they've done a spinoff of the type of women men shouldn't date. And it's like, 
Oh no, there was first there was a there was the list of oh the list of places not to take a woman. Like, yeah. And then and then men, of course, came with their list of yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And, and the reality is, um, I had a friend post this and, and, sh and she was so right. It was like, look, if the if if you like a man, you'll go where he takes you. If he likes you, he'll take you somewhere to impress you. That's really all it boils down to. It's and that is so simple. Oh my God, it's but so simple. But that's the thing. That's not, but that's not going to get, listen. I, I know, know that's not, not going to get attention. I get yeah. it. That's why I said I, I kind of <laughs> step back because I'm like, I don't, what y'all want attention for, it, it's not, it's it's just not it for me. I, let me go ahead. I'm going to let you finish because I got something I want to talk to you, tell you. No, I mean, I'm just, that was it because I got, I've always said, like, I, you know, I've told you, said it to you many times. I'm like, relationships. I said it to you and I said it on my show and people will argue me down. Like, it's not that. I'm like, yes, it, is. it really is simple. People make it hard. It make it hard. And like something I always tell you, James, right. You can vouch for this or not. Is that, you know, I feel like the solution is always in the problem. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is, and when you're in a relationship and someone's expressing you what's what they're irritated about or mad about or what's wrong or whatever, what they're unhappy or dissatisfied about, that is literally the solution. It doesn't require rocket science. It's, it doesn't require this huge um, trigonometry or calculus equation <laughs> to figure it out. Like, it's literally, oh, you're not happy because I'm not spending time with you. Answer spend time with you <laughs> you're upset because i don't talk to you enough or i don't um tell you about things or express feelings to you or you know whatever checking the answer is to do all of those things like it's right there like it's not that hard but people make it hard because instead of just doing the answer I got to find a way to wait. Well, 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 what about me though? And what about, what about when you did this? And what about when you did that? And, and no, I just want to be in my ego and not do that. Cause I just don't want to satisfy. I just, you know, I want to be whatever, bitter, angry. And you know, and it's like, it's so crazy. It's like your relationship. If you want to, if you want to be with that person, now if you don't let it go, but if you yeah. actually want to be with that person and you care about them, you have feelings for them. The answer is right there in the problem. That's it. Okay, I, let me say this, um, because you're not wrong, but let me just say this: um, life happens. There's challenges in life; they happen every day, and sometimes couples ignore those issues. They ignore those challenges, and those issues and challenges can create blocks in your relationship that hinder you from getting closer. You mind giving an example? Um, and I, I ask this because again, to me, what you just said is a, a, another example of trying to make something simple hard. So, but maybe I'm just, you might, no, you might. no. Okay. Like, so you can, again, like there could be, I don't want to get too, too deep, but there could be like some underlying issues that you and your, you and your spouse are having. And it's, and it may not be that deep, but because you're, because you're both reluctant to talk about it it becomes really deep okay it, Ooh, right it, so because you because you have this this issue that you're both kind of nervous to address then it creates uh, like i said it's going to create it's going to block it's going to block you like it's going to create this wall between y'all now you could you know what i'm saying the simple thing to do will be to have a conversation mm -hmm. Whether it's whether it's an easy one or a tough one, it has to be an honest one to knock the to knock the wall down. But again, the problem is a lot of times you don't want to have that conversation. So, and what's that called? That's called making something simple hard. I, okay, I, listen, you, I, 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 you, I just, you just gave an example of everything I just said. Listen, <laughs> I'm not listen, and that's the thing. I'm if you, I didn't, I noticed. I never said I disagree with you or none of that. I'm just saying life happens. No, it's not that you disagree with it, uh, but this is why I'm saying, and this is my point. You, you're right. You didn't disagree with it, but you, you fed into an excuse of why not to solve the problem, as opposed to when, when my whole thing was, 
the solution is literally right there in your face and people make stuff hard because they choose not to whether it's because they choose not to as you said face that difficult you know or get a difficult discussion or whatever or whatever you know they're choosing they they are choosing the the path of difficulties continued difficulties in their relationship as opposed to hey this is the solution it's right there and okay. then that's why i was saying like you you came back and it was like fed more into again hey okay. this is why it's an excuse and okay let me let me let me make it a little more personal and without getting too deep there's some things that when me and my wife was married at the time there there were some issues that i personally was dealing with me personally that i was dealing with that i could have talked to her about it but i in my mind i felt like the conversation would have been a little bit too challenging to have with her so instead of addressing my issues with her, I chose to hold on to them. And I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing because, hey, I'm trying to keep peace and I'm trying to keep harmony in the house. The problem is I'm holding on to something, but that's creating a wall between us. And it's dividing us more and more each day that passes because I'm not addressing what the real issue is. So because I'm not addressing the real issue, this issue can go on for, and those those first it starts as days. Those days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years, and that wall between y'all is just only growing bigger and bigger. And it's not overnight. It's not a wall that's growing overnight. It's just growing every day. And you and because you ne- because I I'm talking about myself. I didn't take the time to address the issues that I was having. It created a wall that unfortunately became too big for us and we couldn't tear it down and we ended up getting divorced. So that's why I say, yes, in theory, what you're saying is right. Yeah, go ahead, just talk about it. But sometimes we as humans overthink things. We're thinking about what's going to happen, what's the consequences of the things that we're about to say. And rather than just say it, we hold on to it. And it does, it creates division within the marriage. And over time, you just can't overcome it. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like um, this, the phrase of, you know, picking and choosing your battles. Is that what, would you agree with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, cause I agree with that phrase as well, but this is, this is the thing. And I feel like people miss it. You know, yes, you pick and choose your battles, but only when you are actually comfortable with the fact that, you know what, I can let this one go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that big of a deal or it's not that serious. Not something that's going to eat at you or still bothering you or still nagging at the back of your head. Like if, and again, I'm not, cause I don't know your, uh, what happened in your marriage or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, for a random example, um, let's say, even though I completely get this statement, and I know people hate it. And I'm like, the ones that hate it, it's because you don't get it. And probably the person you dealt with didn't get it. But the whole statement, um, happy wife, happy life. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally understand what that means. Um, for those who maybe don't or just dis- disagree with it or di- you know, dislike it, hear me out first. And if you still whatever that way, seek help. No, but um. <laughs> <laughs> What I get it to mean is simply this. If you chose the right spouse, right? If you choose the right wife, a happy wife will not will not just take and receive and bask in just whatever makes her happy. She reciprocates. She turns that around. She multiplies that tenfold and you feed off of that as well. It's you. It's literally a cycle of feeding into each other that makes your life happy as well. It's not a oh happy wife and I just suffer. <laughs> that that's why that's why the phrase is happy wife happy life. It's because you make her happy, she in turn makes you and your life happy. If you are not getting the happy part, 
you may have chosen the wrong wife. <laughs> and those signs most likely were showing themselves back in the court or dating phase that you were trying, you know, choosing to look over, ignore. And that's a whole other topic. But please understand the phrase in itself is really self-explanatory. It's not one-sided. It doesn't mean happy wife and I'm going to sit here and suffer and die because that's not the phrase. It's not the phrase. It's happy wife, happy life, meaning she's also going to make you happy. Your life is going to be fulfilled. Your life is going to be, you know, blessed and all that kind of stuff. If you're not getting that, you might not have the right wife. Yeah. And so, I 100% agree with you. And I, but I'll say this. But that's why, but that's what I'm saying. So when, in, and not to cut you off real quick, but just in, in what you were saying, that's why I say it sounds like, you know, a picking and choosing your battle thing. And and again, I think that's another phrase that people misuse because they don't get picking and choosing your battle should be, okay, hey, if I let this one go, it's because I can actually let it go. Not because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to resentment or, or harbor it or have ill feelings or it's going to be something that eats away or gnaws at me little by little. Or no, it's because, you know what, it's, I can actually, it's all right, you got it. I can actually let it go. If you can, and you, and that does require you being honest with yourself. Yeah. So if you're not being honest with yourself or you're just trying to just always let something go, then like you said, 100%, you're going to definitely build up walls. You're going to definitely build up resentment. It, and all that stuff shows up in its own ugly way in time. So you're going to either pick, are we going to, are we going to slay this dragon now? Are we going to slay that double dragon later <laughs> like but you it's it's gonna be slayed one way or the other maybe <laughs> why, why you say maybe because the dragon might win <laughs> Shit. hey in my situation the dragon won we didn't slay it so yeah too shy i shouldn't say slay it <laughs> but I guess I should say face it. <laughs> you gotta yeah. face it sooner, one way or the other. Yeah, you yeah, you definitely gonna face it, but you know, yeah. you might not win. You know, if you now if you and your partner, you know, on the same page or you come to an understanding, you you know, and I don't wanna say I don't wanna say love because I don't doubt for a second that my wife loved me. I, I would never doubt that. But we just got to a point where we just using the terms that she was using dragon. It was mm -hmm. two of them. And that motherfucker spit fire on us and burnt that. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, the dragons won. So, it's life. But I was, but the, the happy wife, happy life thing, mm -hmm. while I 100% agree with it, I never discuss it one because it's not worth it. It's to me, it's not like if you don't understand it, you're not gonna understand it. So there's no yeah. point in talking about it. Like there's certain, like there's certain aspect of marriage that I don't even discuss because there's certain people who will never understand certain aspects of marriage. And there's no need to talk to them about how you handle your marriage because. All they're going to do is question why you're doing it that way. And, and it's none of their business. And you, you're having a fruitless conversation. So why even have it? So. <laughs> okay. Would agree. Um, all right. Moving on past that. Okay. So this is, this, this is about getting to know James. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to be as well-rounded as I possibly can. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed about you is that you were also, um, at some point doing a sports show. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and well, actually I think two things twice you were doing it for, I think once um, you're doing maybe a sports show with a friend and then once you were doing a sports show with um, maybe family. My cousin, my cousin. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, is that, cause I know you say you're revamping your, um, your, your own platform. Is that something that's going to be part of the revamp or. What's that no. about? Oh, no. no. Um, because because what one thing that I'm learning is when you really when you really have a vision for something and when you really want it to come to life, 
you have to dedicate as much time as you can to you to what you really want to see come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sports. Like <laughs> I think anybody who knows me knows how much I love sports. <laughs> but the problem is I don't I don't want to talk like as much as I would love to talk about it I'm trying to do something a lot more important than that and yeah. my podcast is uh my podcast is a space for people to talk about their journey um and when they talk about their journey hopefully it helps somebody else whether it be um, whether it's overcoming some type of addiction or just learning something about education, anything. That's what my podcast is for. It's like a, I, I look at my podcast as like a short audio book with different authors. So okay. I have to, like, I really have to hone in. And, and that's what I'm working on now, like really honing in on my guests because I just love talking to everybody. But now I'm getting to a point where I'm trying to make sure that everything I do is special and is resonating. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, I got to take more time to actually listen to my work. I had a really good guest um, that that's, that's going to be revealed on my revamp. And we talked offline. First of all, the best conversations I have with people are, actually offline either before or after I hit record. So I'm talking to this person who's very accomplished in the field they're in. And what he was telling me was, Hey, make sure you're studying. Like, you know, you record and make sure you study. So, you know, the things you need to work on. And I'll be the first to say, I never listen to my podcast. I listen to everybody else's podcast, but mine. Now, Mm -hmm. The reason I don't listen to my podcast a lot of times is because I was there for the conversation. I was right there. I was the one asking the questions. I got the answers. I know it. But but the reason I have to go back and listen to it now is because, you know, I have to know where the conversations, the high points and the low points. Mm-hmm. So when it's a high point, I know where to share it. Like, I know what clips to use when I'm promoting and when I'm marketing. So that's why I have to start listening to my podcast more and, you know, find ways to be creative. Like maybe I'm saying something too much. Maybe I'm repeating myself. I don't think I am, but I could be. So I have to monitor what I'm doing and I have to go into it with the mindset of each, each episode has to be better than the last one. So the only way I'm going to know if I'm improving, if I'm actually taking the time to actually listen to what I'm doing. So that's something more I'm going to be concentrating on. Okay. Well, let me let you know that that description was very eloquently stated. So, you know, I want to sample that, use that somewhere. Oh, thank, <laughs> <your> you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, but, um, well, since just touching on our stand with the whole sports thing for right now, um, we so me James and I have this um kind of banter <laughs> friendly banter I would say <laughs> about sports teams and um their followers and basically what I'm calling fan or foe at this moment in time and James can you guess why I'm calling it that can I guess what you want why I'm calling it that fan or foe fan of soul Fan or foe? Oh, oh, oh! Like a fan, like or they you either with them or you against them. Basically, that's that's how I take it. Well, yes, but it's also a play on words, and I know you can't see that because obviously it's not written out. But I was saying foe as in like faux fur, fake. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, okay. And I'm and I'm saying it. I'm saying that because <laughs> James likes to get on me. <laughs> <laughs> because I am what what you people out there like to call a bandwagoner um, kind of fan or a follower, because then I will gladly, proudly admit I am a LeBron James follower. Where he goes, I go. Okay. Whatever team he's on, it's my team. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't care. If it's not Houston, then it's my player. 
My first is Houston, whatever Houston team, and then my player. James calls that what you call that? What you call me, James? Hey, what? Yeah. And, and I'm like, how is that the case? How is that the I'm I'm very loyal and stuck on again, Houston or my player. So how is it fair weather? Okay, all right. To be fair, to be fair. I give you this. When it comes to your city, there's you, you you could be that way because that's your city. So you kind of got these built-in ties that you can run with. Mm. Now we're gonna, we gonna get on that too. Mm-hmm. Now, for me personally, if you know me, you know that I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Let's talk about that. Through the good and the bad. Lately, in the last, let's see, they haven't won the Super Bowl since I was in Boy, high school. Not even try to remember, which is a long time ago. I've been out of high school. I done already celebrated my 25th reunion, and. They they didn't go to the Super Bowl before that, so it's been a long time since I seen them win the Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean I can betray my team. That's my team. That's been my team since I was five years old. And let's get to see. They discuss me at times, but hey, that's my team. Now, for the listeners out there, I would love somebody to weigh in on on why that makes more sense to be a fan of a team that you do not have any ties to as opposed to someone who is a fan of a team that is their city or a fan of a player wherever they might go. That's the part I don't get. Like, that just does not resonate in my loyalty. head, in my thinking. Loyalty. That's all it boils down to, loyalty. How, again, yeah. how did you get loyalty to a team? You you way you weigh down here, sir. Why are you in my state? <laughs> you Man, weigh- listen. <laughs> my listen. So the quick story is, my uncle told me that I should be a Cowboys fan, and he pointed to the stars on their helmet. Now, me being a young impressionable kid, I said, "Okay." Now, like because now, huh? Nothing. <laughs> so, uh, he he told me to be a Cowboys fan. I actually like the star on their helmet. I said, "Okay." That's going to be my team. Now, listen, mm-hmm. if you want to be mad at me being a Cowboys fan, you could blame my mother. And Everybody, my Everybody Because, you no, know, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the people in the area who always ask me, why the hell am I a Cowboys fan? Oh. Listen, my, the, the, cra- the crazy thing is, my mother is a avid football watcher. She watches just as much football as me. And she's a Washington fan. So she mm. could easily told me, hey, son, this is the team that we're rooting for. And I would have been like, okay. But she just <laughs> chose to let me live my life, which is cool. And my uncle came along, who really wasn't even around that much. He was around, <laughs> but he didn't. This happened at, at, he just happened to be at our place that day, walking through and said, hey, this should be the team you like. And me being five is stuck. And I was just like, okay, that's my team. Because he told me that's my team. And ever since then, I followed him. I studied him. I paid attention. That's my team. And even to yeah. this day, I know everything about my well, not ever, but I know because, because my team is out of state, I have to be a little more radical so people don't question you whether you're really a fan or not. <laughs> <laughs> I know that don't make no sense, but guess what? <laughs> that's I, that's how I roll. I ain't gonna lie. I I didn't know all the history details of the story. It just it it, it made it worse. <laughs> oh my hey. god! It made it worse. What? Hey, shout out to my uncle Isaac. He a Cowboys fan. That's who. Okay. That's who, that's who so, brought me on. So thank you for stopping by today, Unc. <laughs> <laughs> he probably don't even remember, which is crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like this, the, knowing the full details just made the story so much worse. But okay, all I, I again, I go back to my question of, like I said, I'm a fan of something I'm actually tied to, or I have a legit reason of why I follow that team. And yes, it's because of that player. 
these teams don't pay my bills. They don't do anything for me. The player don't do anything for me. And I mean, be clear, the player doesn't do anything for me either, which is why they can be replaced. Like, I, you, I don't have loyalty to anybody outside of my city, and that's because that's my ties. I'm from Houston, born and raised. Houston till I die. Everything Houston. Whatever the, whatever it is, Houston, okay? So even with the Super Bowl, you know what? I was torn because of the fact that, oh, wait, Jalen Hurst was – and he, see, the thing is, he really went from Houston, but he was from Houston, if you know Houston. So anyway, um, but that's 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 me. I am Houston, and then I, I'm a player. And if that player, if I stop liking that player, like, I listen, when it came to uh, going back to basketball, I at one point in time was a uh, Lakers fan because I like Kobe. Until I stopped liking Kobe, because he was doing a little too much to me. And so then he got replaced. Um, it's just that simple because <laughs> I don't have, I don't have, look, until any of the, any of them put some kind of funds in my account, you're, I have no loyalty to you, but Houston, and I mean, literally the city Houston is where my loyalty is because that's where I'm from. That's why when I'm Houston orders up and moved, do you think I was following the Houston team to freaking stupid Tennessee? No, F them. <laughs> we just didn't, <laughs> I just didn't have a team to follow until they got Houston, Texas. Now they ain't doing much, but guess what? If they, whenever they do, I'm be proud and blue. Houston Texas, like that's what's up. I don't. It's not. It's not to a team. It's not to a franchise. Or anything because nobody has. And that's the part that's crazy to me. People want to down people and say, "Oh, you're bandwagon or you're not loyal." Like these teams are loyal. These teams will up and leave you in a heartbeat. Then what you gonna do? The Browns, the freaking Raiders. They done went where three places. Come yeah. on, like. But y'all want to be acting like fans that change and move around for, for legit reasons like oh because hey like i said my player or my city oh we not we just loyal no y'all just a little crazy <laughs> like that y'all <laughs> see i y'all see more unstable to me and make far less sense like reasoning wise like when you just told that story i knew a little bit of it I didn't know it was simply because he pointed at the screen and said, that's who you follow. Like, God, dog, it really changed. I thought you had some type of deep <laughs> grain relationship with your uncle. He was over there every Sunday. <laughs> Y'all were I mean, bonding. Nah, I thought nah. I thought this went deep. <laughs> that little story, I was like, what? Nah, just, look, just so we clear, I do love my uncle Isaac. He's a great man. I ain't saying you don't love him, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that what you, the story you just told me now makes even less sense that that's your team. But hey, it is what it is. All I'm saying I probably, is, I wish I probably you people need to get off of us. People who have reasons for why, why we follow people when y'all just went somewhere blindly. That's all I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't even disclose this, but you know how many games we've watched together, me and him. The one you just said. You said one. No, 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 no. Because we didn't even watch that game together. Really, he's oh, just walking through. <laughs> we've only watched. <laughs> I'm 43. I ain't gonna say his age. He older than me. <laughs> We've only watched one game together. <laughs> oh wow! And y'all, and that, and that is his claim to why he is stuck on the Cowboys. <laughs> there you have it, folks. We, we are we literally watched, gonna wrap this up. We, on watched, we watched one game together back in 1990, or maybe like 2000. I can't remember the year. But no, it was um in 1999. Yeah, wow. that was the year we watched the game together, 1999. But that's a whole nother conversation. No, no, we're going to end it right. I want that to marinate. I want that to be the last bit of information they learn about you from this night. <laughs> we can pick up on the other night, but I want this to sizzle in everybody's spirit. <laughs> this is a Cowboys fan, <laughs> and this is why. So, Mr. James Lampkin, um, it was a pleasure. Um I hope you enjoy my interview <laughs> process with you. How'd I do on your show? How you feel? Um, I think you did really good. You challenged me. That's what I wanted. So you did good. You just saying it because I'm your friend. Let me see. No, nah, no. Nah. Well, stroke, well, stroke my ego a little bit more because I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit dry. <laughs> yeah, it, okay. So, okay. No, seriously. I, I picked you because I knew like that you would ask me really good questions, and you did. And you, you mean like because we've done, we've recorded together before, and when I and that's actually one of the episodes I've listened to, because you're actually one of the few people that will make me engage. Well, well, let me not say that because 
usually on my podcast is more about my guests, but this time it was about me. So that's why I was more engaging. But there was an episode where me and you was talking and we were more engaging. So I knew you were could could engage me. And I've listened to your podcast before. Um, don't say nothing smart. Don't say nothing smart. It's, it's no, 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 right? no, no. I was going to say you asked really good questions on your own podcast. So I figured you would ask me some good questions and that was what I wanted. Okay. So well, you, as you, as did a great, you did a great job. Thank you. As long as you are satisfied, I hope your audience is satisfied as well. I hope maybe somebody, they got a little bit more insight um, on you that, you know, intrigues them to continue following and listening to you even more so than they were before. Um, but again, I, I know what I said. I'm wrapping up on this. I want y'all to stay pondering on that that last statement. Okay. <laughs> that last topic. <laughs> yeah. This, always is, remember this, my this, this is your leader. <laughs> this yeah. is your king right here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a, uh, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. I'm sorry. My ending is usually, you know, drop your diamonds, sprinkle, sprinkle. But, um, you know, again, I don't know when the diamond lodge is coming back. So, James, go ahead and end your show. Well, listen, I really, again, all, all in all seriousness, thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, we both, you know, we both got busy. We both busy. You could be doing a bunch of things, but you decided to help me with this episode. So I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Always. And I want to take this time to thank, to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate the support and I hope and pray you continue to support me. And I really thank you for all the support you've given me through the years. We're recording my podcast and I'm looking forward to bigger and better things. Have a good evening. <laughs>